You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Take your Bibles, please, to Ephesians 6. We have gone through our series on the armor of God. Now, you're probably thinking, well, Pastor, I thought we finished last week. We talked about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we did. And we've been through all the pieces of armor, but I want you to notice verse number 18. I believe this is a part of the armor. I believe this just goes without saying for the Christian that if we are going to be victorious against the world, the flesh, and the devil if we are going to be victorious in the battle that we are fighting uh, uh, every single day in the Christian life, I believe, verse 18, we must have this thing called prayer. And I'm afraid that prayer is one of the most talked about but least practiced exercises in the life of the Christian. And by the way, you say, well, pastor, I'm a new Christian and I don't know much about prayer. Well, I'm not worried about you as much. I will talk about, we'll teach some about prayer, but I'm worried about people like me, people that have been saved a long time. You know, sometimes the longer we've been saved, the more tendency we have to think we don't need God. Now, we'd never verbalize that, I hope. We'd never come right out and say it, but we act like it when we don't pray. Because when we don't pray, we are announcing to God, God, I've got it covered. God, I've got it figured out. God, I don't really need you today. I'll let you know when I need you, but I'm okay today. And I want to tell you, friend, we're not okay today. We need God every day, and we need prayer every day. Notice verse 18. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, and he says in verse 18, praying always. With all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto. That word watching, it means to be alert. It means to be awake. Did you know you're not even going to know what to pray for if you're not alert spiritually? You ought to be every day, all the time. You ought to be watching and, and you ought to ask the Lord, Lord, show me somebody I can help today. Show me somebody I need to pray for today. God, show me a need that I can pray for and that I can help with today. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That's interesting. You're not just supposed to pray for the people you like. You're not just supposed to pray for the people you get along with. The Bible says we're to pray for all saints. Verse 19, and for me, Paul says, pray for me, I need prayer, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Lord, I pray that you would work in our hearts as we look at this subject of prayer. I pray that you would help us all to examine our own lives and our own prayer lives. And I pray that we would all have a desire to get back to prayer and to get back to Uh, talking with you every day and seeking your face every day. And Lord, forgive us so many times for for neglecting to pray. Forgive us so many times for forgetting to pray when, Lord, that ought to be the number one thing on our list. That ought to be number one on our agenda every day to pray and to talk to you. I pray you'd help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say by way of introduction as we talk about prayer, I want to say, number one, that God wants us to pray. You're not bothering God. 
you're not calling customer service and you're not dealing with somebody who doesn't really want to help you and somebody that just wants your, your problems to go away. When you and I, when we pray, we are praying to a God who wants to hear from us. Can I tell you, when your children come, your children, you want to hear from your children. I would be upset if Lacey and Savannah, if, if I found out next week, I found out that they had a need and they didn't even ask me. They didn't even tell me and they went a whole week and there was a very, uh, an urgent need, a very important need and they didn't even bother to tell me. You know what I'd say? I'd say, girls, I want to know. You know why? Because I am their father. Can I tell you, our heavenly father, he wants to know, uh, and by the way, he already knows, but he wants to hear us ask for those things that we need. He wants to supply the needs and many times, many times the reason we don't get what we need it's because we don't ask. Book of James says, ye have not because ye ask not. God wants us to pray. Number two, I'll say this, God commands us to pray. It's not just that God desires us to pray, but God demands that we as Christians pray. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5 that we are to pray without what? Ceasing. We're to pray. Not just on Sunday morning, not just on Sunday night, not just on Wednesday night, but we are to pray without ceasing. The Bible says in Luke 18, 1, men ought always to pray and not to faint. God commands us to pray. Hebrews 4, 16, the Bible says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. He gave them the model prayer. Can I tell you, we need, in our prayer lives, we need God to teach us, and we need the Word of God to show us how we should pray. Number one, I see in this passage, Ephesians 6, we should pray with perpetuity. The Bible says in verse 18, praying always. That word perpetuity, it's the word constancy. It's the word continuity. It's the word endurance. We are to pray always. Pray without ceasing. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, if I'm honest, there's been a time of ceasing in my life. I'm not praying anymore. I used to pray. I used to have a prayer time. I used to have a prayer closet. I used to have a prayer list. But Pastor, if I were to be totally honest today, I really don't have time to pray anymore. My life is so busy. My schedule is so hectic. The responsibilities are so great. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm frustrated. I'm just, or maybe you're not tired. Maybe you're feeling good, but you're just having the time of your life and everything's going good. And you say, I've gotten away from prayer. There has been a time of ceasing. Can I encourage you today to get back to prayer? Can I encourage you today to pray always with all prayer and supplication? There was a man that came to see President George W. Bush when he was in office. And the man came to tell for the president, he said, sir, I want to tell you something very neat. He said, my mother is 90 years old. And my mother prays for you every single day. President Bush responded and he said, sir, can you please tell your sweet mother, tell her two things. He said, number one, tell her it's working. And number two, tell her, please don't stop. And can I tell you, Victory Baptist Church, I want to encourage you, if you're praying 
And if you have a time of prayer, and if you're, you're calling out to God, can I tell you, number one, it's working. And number two, don't stop. Just keep on praying. You say, I don't always see it. I don't always see the results. I don't always see the answers. Well, friend, neither do I. But you want to know how I know prayer works? Because God says so. God commands us to pray. And he says that if we pray, he will answer. And he will show us great and mighty things that we know not. Number one, pray with perpetuity. Number two, I believe we ought to pray with power. Would you notice what it says in verse 18? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the, what's the next word? Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Now, verse 17 says that we are to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So we know the power in the Bible comes from the Holy Spirit. But did you know the power in prayer comes from the Holy Spirit? You say, well, what does the Holy Spirit do for our prayers? Turn with me, if you would, to Romans chapter 8. I want to show you something that maybe you haven't seen before, maybe you never thought of before, but this will bless your heart, I promise you. Romans 8, verse number 26. The Bible says, Likewise, the Spirit, capital S, that's the Holy Spirit of God, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. What are, what are infirmities? That's our weaknesses. Uh, that may be a sickness. Uh, that may be uh, an emotional uh, a weakness that you have. That may be a physical weakness. Uh, that may be a, a, a problem, a burden, something you're dealing with. But an infirmity is something that you're, you're coming up short. You can't figure it out. You don't have it all together. Well, guess what? I got good news. The Holy Spirit can help you with that infirmity. The Holy Spirit comes along and helps us and strengthens us and then it says in verse 26 that we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now here's what we're talking about. We're not talking about uh, tongues. We're talking about the fact that there are times when you're trying to pray and you don't even know what to pray for. Now, now, stay with me. If you've never been in this situation, I promise you, it will come. Where it's so bad that you don't even know what the answer is. Now, there are some things that we face. Okay, for instance, if it's a financial problem, did you know that a financial problem is not that big of a problem? And by the way, if a problem can be solved with money, it's really not that big of a problem. Some of you say, well, you haven't seen my bills. No, but I want to tell you, there's a whole lot of people that would give all the money in the world to fix the problems they're facing, and they can't. Because there are problems that we face that are bigger than finances, that are bigger than just a, a, a need that's, that's, that's kind of more just surface stuff. There's times where we have issues and we have problems and we have burdens that are so great that we say, Lord, I don't even know what the answer is. I don't even know what to pray for. God, I don't even know what to ask you for. You say, well, what happens then? The Holy Spirit kicks in. And the Holy Spirit comes in and the Holy Spirit takes your brokenness and the Holy Spirit takes your helplessness and the Holy Spirit intercedes to the Father on your behalf. And the Holy Spirit says, Father, your child, they don't even know what to pray. 
They don't even know what to ask for. But let me tell you what they need. And the Holy Spirit is the one who gives that request to the Father. When we have groanings that cannot even be uttered, the Holy Spirit steps in. Notice verse 27. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Hallelujah. That ought to be the desire of every one of us. Say, I just want the Holy Spirit to, to give my request to the Father. And I want the answer to be exactly what the will of God is for my life. And I tell you, I'm glad that we can pray with power. We can pray with the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Prayer is not optional. Prayer uh, uh, must be prayed because where there is an absence of prayer, there is an absence of power. Somehow, the simple act of prayer links a sovereign God to a finite man. When man prays, God responds. When man prays, difficult situations change. And when man prays, the miraculous can take place. Now, friend, I want to tell you, there are some things in life that you can't explain it. And you can't point out here's why and this has happened and then this. The only thing you can do is stand back and say, only God could do that. Can I tell you, Elijah was on Mount Carmel. And Elijah was faced with the, the, the 850 false prophets. And the, 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 the contest was that the God that answered by fire, he would be the true God. It was the prophets of Baal. And then it was Elijah, the prophet of Jehovah God. You know what Elijah did? He built that, that altar. He prepared that sacrifice. He had 12 buckets, 12 barrels of water poured on top of it. Then he prayed. That's all he knew how to do. He just said, Lord, I can't do it. Lord, it's not my experience. It's not my talent. It's not my ability as a, as a father. It's not my ability as a husband. It's not my ability as a pastor. It's not my ability as a, a businessman. It's not my ability as a, a, a financial guru. He just said, Lord, I don't know what else to do, but I can pray. Elijah prayed. It wasn't a long prayer. It was 63 words. But that prayer is what brought fire down from heaven, the miraculous. Not only did the fire burn up the sacrifice, the fire burned up the stones, the fire burned up all the water that was in the trench around the altar, and God did the miraculous because somebody got a hold of God through prayer. I want to tell you, Victory Baptist Church, we need some miracles we need some miracles in our homes. We need some miracles in our marriages. We need some miracles in our community. We need some miracles in this world. We need some miracles. We need some people that need to get saved that only God can answer that prayer. We've tried. We've done all we can do. We've, we've tried all the, the self-helps and the self-esteem and the self-determination. And, and, and you've tried to get over this sin. And you've tried to get the victory. And you've tried everything. And can I tell you, you need and I need a miracle and the power of prayer can perform that miracle. God is able. We must pray, number one, with perpetuity. Number two, pray with power through the Holy Spirit. Number three, we should pray with perseverance. Notice Ephesians 6 and verse 18. It says that we are to watch thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Perseverance is persistence. 
The Bible tells us in Luke 18, men ought always to pray and not to faint. What does it mean to faint? It means, it means you give up. It means you quit. I think we give up too quickly in our prayer life sometimes. I think sometimes we, we pray and we ask God for something and he doesn't give it to us right away. And so we say, oh, well, never mind. I'm not even going to bother. I'm not going to waste my time. Oh, no, God wants us to pray with persistence. Maybe you've come to a ceasing time in your life. It's time to start back up. Maybe you've come to a fainting time in your life. Maybe you've quit. Maybe you're here, you're in church, but maybe in your heart you said, I've given up on prayer. I've given up on God. I'm just here at church. I'm going through the motions, but I don't even have a prayer life. I have fainted in my prayer life. Well, friend, I want to tell you, it's time to get back on board. It's time to get back in. It's time to pray again. It's time to not give up on God, but it's time to pray and pray like you've never prayed before. Pray with persistence. And then number four, pray with petition. The Bible says, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. There's that word twice, supplication. The word supplication, it, it literally, it means a petition, a request. You're, you're asking for something. You are literally, you're, you're, you're urging someone. You're pressing someone for something. Now, I want you to follow me and, and, and please, please understand. I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, but I want to explain a little bit about how I think our prayers ought to be, but sometimes we don't pray this way. If I look down on this front pew, and by the way, this is all an illustration. This is not true. It's not there. But if I saw next to Brother Askew, if I saw there was a box of Krispy Kreme donuts down there, I think I'd have to, I think I'd have to ask for a Krispy Kreme. I, I really do. And you say, would you wait till you were done preaching? I'm not sure I'd wait till I was done. I might do it in the middle. And so if I came down and I asked Brother Askew, I said, uh, uh, Brother, could I, could I have a Krispy Kreme donut? And he said, no, no, not right now. And so I just went on my way. That's not persistence, right? But as I kept preaching and I kept seeing that box and I came back again, I said, now, Brother, please, you're going to help everybody. This message will be even shorter if you would just give me a donut because I'm going to keep asking. And I keep asking and I keep asking. And you know what he's going to find out? He's going to find out I'm serious about it. And can I tell you this? I think sometimes, I think sometimes God does not give us the answer right away because I think he wants to find out if we're serious about it, okay? Because we give up so quickly. But then not only is it persistence, but it's, it's a request. And God doesn't answer requests always immediately. How many of you have ever prayed for something a long time before the answer came? Raise your hand if that's the case. Yeah, we all have. You prayed and you prayed and didn't come right away. So what if Brother Askew was down here with that box of donuts and he was not one to give me one? And uh, I'm thinking, Brother, you just gave me a whole bag of Hershey's Kisses. Could I at least have one Krispy Kreme donut, you know, from your box? And, and by the way, if you're watching online or listening on the radio, we don't have Krispy Kreme donuts in church, okay? Um, not a bad idea, but we don't, we don't have them. And so... What if I came down here and what if I sat down by Brother Askew? And I love Brother Askew and his wife. They're a blessing to our church. And, but I came down, I just sat with him. And I'd ask him about the donuts. And he's like, no, let's not eat them right now. And so I just spend time with Brother Askew. And we spend time just getting to chat, just getting to fellowship, just getting to be together. And then I get up and I go on my way. And I think, you know, I didn't get a Krispy Kreme donut, but 
I got some good fellowship with a good man. And I was helped. You know, he, he gave me some advice. He gave me some things that helped me. And, and I leave from there, and I didn't get the Krispy Kreme, but I got something better. Now, stay with me. Again, I'm not being sacrilegious. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, we're asking God to give us a Krispy Kreme donut, but here's what I'm saying. But you know, sometimes the thing that you're asking God for, you don't even need that thing. But what you need is you need the time with God. And you get some time with God and you spend time with in His presence and you ask Him. He doesn't give you what you're asking for right away because He knows that's actually not what you need. You need something else. And you get done spending that time with God and you don't get the answer to your prayer that you wanted. But God gives you something better. He gives you His blessing. He gives you that sweet fellowship. He gives you that time that you spend in His presence. And can I tell you... When we sometimes don't get the answer to prayer that we want, we could later, we could thank God and say, God, thank you for not giving me that because that's not what I needed, but you knew what I needed and you gave me what I needed and not what I wanted. And I tell you, we must pray with petition. Let your requests be made known unto God. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. E.M. Bounds said it like this. Prayer is the language of a man who is burdened with a sense of need. Not to pray is not only to declare that there is nothing needed, but it is to admit to a non-realization of that need. You see, when we don't pray, we're saying, God, I don't need anything. And what we're really saying is, I think I've got it all taken care of. I think I'm okay. I don't even realize. I, I, I'm so out of touch with reality. I don't even think I need God. We must pray with petition. Pray asking. We should pray specific. We should pray and ask with a beggar's humility and seek with a servant's carefulness and knock with the confidence of a friend. Andrew Murray so wisely said, we should pray with petition. But would you notice in closing what we should pray for specifically? It says in verse 18, in supplication for all saints. Did you know we should pray for one another? So I got too much to pray for of my own. That may be the reason why God hasn't given you what you've asked for because you haven't even taken time to pray for somebody else. And I tell you, we should pray for all saints. That's all Christians. We should pray for the needs of others. We should pray for the comfort of others, for those who've lost loved ones and pray for their health and pray for strength and pray for victory. Number two, I believe we should pray for all soul winners. Notice what it says in verse 19. Paul says, pray for all saints, but then he says, pray for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. You know what Paul's request was? He said, would you pray for me that I could open my mouth and share the gospel with people? Well, I tell you, we ought to pray for soul winners. We ought to pray for preachers. We ought to pray for missionaries. We ought to pray for evangelists. We ought to pray for our bus workers. We ought to pray for our Sunday school teachers. We ought to pray for our master club workers. I was talking to Brother Charles Bryant right before service, and we had a young man Wednesday night in master clubs that got saved. Uh, uh, Brother Charles and Brother Garrett Morris got to lead him to the Lord. Then Thursday morning at the Christian school, there was another boy who was in master club Wednesday night. Thursday morning, first thing, he went to Brother Dan's office. And Brother Danny said, they were talking about getting saved last night. I need to get saved this morning. Can I tell you, we ought to pray for people that will win people to Christ. And by the way, we all ought to be soul winners. And we ought to pray that God would help us to be soul winners, to bring the lost to Christ. Some preach 
Others teach, a few sing publicly, but did you know all of us can pray? And all of us should pray. I think about our missionaries. We have these boards out here, and I think we're at 90, 90 missionaries. I think it's always changing. We've got some that come off the field. We've got church planners that stay for a certain amount of time and health and all that. But can I tell you, we had a man for many years in this church, Brother Woody Woodard. Miss Naomi's here, and Gene and Cheryl and Danny and Grace and Brandon and Brittany. We had a man in this church for many years that, you know what he did every week of his life? He prayed for every missionary that we supported by name. When they came to the church, he knew their name. He knew where they were serving. He knew what needs they had. He knew what was going on. You want to know why? Because he prayed for them. You know, Brother Woody was never a pastor. He was a Sunday school teacher. He was a deacon. He was a faithful man. But can I tell you, at the judgment seat of Christ, you know who's going to have some rewards for souls saved on mission fields? Woody Woodard. You know who else could have some rewards when, at the judgment seat for people saved on the mission field? You. Me. You say, I've never been to the mission field. You don't have to go. You can pray. And I can pray. I think about Brother Woody, and I think about, I've been preaching on Wednesday nights about Barnabas, and what an encouragement he was. Did you know we all can be an encouragement? Did you know we all can pray? We all can be faithful. We all can say, hey, I may not be the Apostle Paul going to uh, the missionary journeys, but I can pray for all saints. I can pray for all soul winners. And then number three, I can pray for all souls. You see, the souls that we need to pray for. Paul was going to preach the gospel to them. The souls that we should pray for, you say, you know, pastor, I, I really want to pray for those people in Africa to get saved. Good, you should. But did you know there's souls around us every day? For some of you in this room, it might be a child that's not saved. You ought to pray every day for that child to get saved. Maybe for you, it's a grandchild. Maybe it's a great-grandchild. Uh, maybe for you, it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a coworker. But can I tell you, we are doing ourselves a disservice. We are doing a disservice to others when we don't pray for souls to be saved. We pray for food, and I think we should. And we pray for, for, for clothes, and we pray for houses and all those things. I'm not against it. Can I tell you the most important thing you can pray for? Is for somebody to get saved. For somebody to be snatched out of the flames of hell and to have a home in heaven, and to have their name written in the Lamb's book of life. But may I tell you, friend, I'm afraid that so many times we don't pray like we should. And if we don't pray like we should, we're not going to see victory in the battle. You put on all the armor, but if you don't pray, you're going to go into a battle, and you're going to be powerless against the devil. I'll close with this, and... It's time change Sunday, so it's actually, it feels like it's one o'clock right now. It's not, but it's past lunch. Now it's nap time for some of you, right? I challenged our school a few weeks ago. We were talking about prayer, and I challenged our school with this. I said, I want to challenge every one of you, number one, to get a place where you pray. Maybe it's your bedroom. Maybe it's your living room. Maybe it's out in the garage. You got a workshop or you got a, a place where you can get alone. Maybe it's in your car. Maybe it's out walking on a trail or walking on the sidewalk, but, but get a place. Number two, get a time. 
whether it's early in the morning, whether it's late at night, whether it's at lunchtime, whether it's in the afternoon, a break at work, whenever it is, but, but you got to get a time. If you don't schedule a time to pray, I'll promise you this, it's probably not going to happen. And then you got to get a plan. Get a list. Write things down. Maybe this morning already you've had some things on your heart. Say, I need to pray for this. I need to pray for this person to get saved. I need to pray for this need. I need to pray for this person. Get a prayer list. Get a prayer journal. Get a list of our missionaries. We've got them out here in the lobby and in the hallways. Get a list of those missionaries. Get our Wednesday night prayer list. Just start praying for those people. I'll pray for our staff. Pray for our country. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our military. Pray for revival. There's a whole list of things. But you got to get a plan. May God help us to pray. May God help us to be people of prayer. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.